Good Comics Podcast, episode 20. 20? Season 3. We're not going to make it. What, what kind of talk is that? Of course we're going to make it. I'm Drew. What, to 23 or something? I'm Scott. 26. 26. Yeah, we got 4, 5. We can do 5. We'll get 25. Right. We may not make it to 26. Yeah. But that's okay. 25 is pretty good. That's I think last good. year we only did like 23 maybe. Wow. So we're stepping it up. I was still got all the holidays coming up. That's true. Surely we can squeeze in an extra one. You so obviously know I have no life. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> doing Scott stuff every weekend. I don't, weekend. I'll, I don't I'll think do we're whatever. busy. Scott will be here every Wednesday. You know, now, as long as you guys don't have kids that are showing up, it shouldn't be a problem. But, <laughs> That's you know. true. Hey, Priorities. I, heard, I heard your guys' show got canceled. What show? Why the, Why the Last Man? man. I oh, did yeah. Do that one as well. so, but hopefully somebody will pick it up. They're shopping it around. Yeah, as well. So I, I, I was kind of shocked that it got canceled because they said Hulu doesn't usually cancel their original shows, and that they really. And then they said FX didn't even have any numbers from Hulu when they canceled it. So I read more. Do you guys read more into it? I did no. not. So basically, what happened? I'm, this show has been such a shit show in terms of production. So they like got the rights like in 2016, right? Well, then halfway through they started, and then the showrunners quit. So they had to start with new showrunners and kind of reboot it. And then COVID hit, and that delayed them again. So basically what happened is, like, about within, like, last week, they had to pony up, like, $3 million to extend all the cast contracts. And they're like, we don't even know if the show's doing well. It's like, we don't want to pay the $3 million to keep everybody, to take to buy everybody's option to keep them on the show. So they're just like, ah, we'll just cancel it because it's not worth the $3 because we don't know. And so it was kind of like they had to shit or get off the pot, and they were like, eh. They're getting off the pot, yeah. But then they said, like, HBO Max might pick it up, or, you know, because they can shop around in other places. Or could, yeah, but that could get tricky, because I think they said Hulu still owns the first season, so if they pick up, like, the second season, you got to buy the rights to the first season. First season so it could get yeah. tricky. I don't know. The show's decent. I don't think it's, like, a great show. Are you caught up on it? I am not caught up, unfortunately. I mean, I it's good. It's just I, not, like... It does seem decent from where I've been watching yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll keep watching it as long as they air it, but... I had they started to really get it more contained, though, to the No, train. it's actually going the opposite. Okay. That's been my biggest problem with the first, what was it, four or five that I watched, in which it seemed like, while they're trying to world build, they've got too many of these little individual yeah, stories Yeah, so, like, the last on. episode, you barely even saw York. It was all hero. Like, you didn't see the president either. It was all hero and her little cult thing. Cult, okay. And so it was almost all completely focused on her and that little group that she's with. Yeah. And it's like... Well, that's cool, but, dude, you only got, like, two episodes left. You better get the gear. I think they said they were planning, like, five seasons or something is what the, oh my God. the plan was. Jesus. So. Yeah, so they're really screwed. But, yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. But, I've been busy fielding questions about the bisexual Superman from everybody that knows. Ooh, we're going to start a new segment. It's called, like, books. it's called, like, 90-Minute Rant or something. Who's bisexual now? <laughs> or the woke world? I was like, I had to... My boss, I was like walking by, and it was like around lunchtime, and he had just read a headline, and he was like, hey, I didn't know Superman was bisexual. So it, it's Superman's son, right? Right. It, it's it not actually Jonathan. Superman. Jonathan. I'm not reading any Superman, so I had to do a little research on it. Yeah, I'm not reading So is Superman. it Superboy that it's graduated to Superman? His son. It's not technically Superboy but either. the article that mm-hmm. I read is So what happened to is, Clark? Did he die? I'm getting there. If you oh. So I'm trying to I, avoid that. What I read on. was... That Clark Kent Superman is off in outer space doing okay. something. So Soaking up Jonathan is the Superman on Earth right now. 
because it's a new book. Oh, okay. It just started. Like, th it's only one or and two. Is he issues. bisexual, pansexual, trans? What's his I, I think he's bisexual is what I've heard. Okay. But the headlines were all that was Superman's gay. Yeah. Oh, I see the headline. I so, apparently, so the, guy, my, the guy at work is like, well, how come Superman's gay? And I'm like, it's not Superman. I'm like, it's his son. Isn't that Superboy? And he was born that way. Is that what you said? He was born that way. He was just born that way. <laughs> yes. People are gay because they're born that way. Right. I didn't even know that that uh, Robin came out as gay or bisexual. Yeah. Like, that was a big deal. Like, the only three, reason three I saw ago. that was because Bill Willingham mm -hmm. was talking about Because I guess he created the character who's Robin's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I created that character. He totally wasn't gay. But it's interesting now that he's gay because I did not intend him to be that way. In fact, there was a scene I wrote where he was like... Telling Robin that his mom was hot. So it doesn't really track, but whatever. I mean, it's, you know, retcon. That it's all was good. three Earths ago. That was yeah, three exactly. DC reboots ago. And there's no continuity <laughs> in DC Comics anyway. Or Marvel Comics. So the colorist of that Superman book, he's a comic skater. Mm. How do you think he felt about Superman being gay? Dean Cain didn't like it. Well, Dean Cain doesn't like anything. <laughs> but so the comic skater guy got on a podcast... And he, like, bitched and complained for, like, hours about Superman being gay and blah, blah, blah. All the comic skater complaints, right? And apparently he really went into DC, too. And so, guess who's not coloring that book anymore? <laughs> Probably him. That's right. Probably not. That's true. But I wanted to rant a little bit because this guy was complaining. And I saw some of his comments that he made on his podcast about it. It's like, And he's like, I pushed Jerry Robinson around in a wheelchair. And I told him thanks for creating these characters so people and I could get a job and work on them. And this is not what blah, blah, blah. It's like, what is wrong with fandom? They feel like they have some kind of right to these characters. I'm so tired of that. Like, they're yeah. like, well, you're killing my childhood, or Superman's not this, or what about... It's like, dude, you don't have any say in those characters. They, you don't own Absolutely. them. The corporation owns them. They can do whatever they want with them. There's and if no, they feel right now is the time where they can make the most money or make guy, the most There's press, no obligation. This is what they're going to do. They have no obligation to you to do a certain thing. They own those characters. They can do whatever they want. Right. But the advantage of the free world is so, they can bitch and complain. So I don't, but I'm tired. And you what, can complain, but don't act like you have some kind of right to this, like that character. This is my issue. And he even, the guy that I was talking to at work, I explained to him what was going on, and he even said it. But I have, I understand it. Like, you know, when back in the 70s or the 80s or whatever... There were no black super African American superheroes, and so there weren't really anybody. It's it's cool for a little African American boy or girl to see them represented, like in a comic book. Like it's sure. not all white people. Yeah, yeah totally. and and I'm fine with inclusion. Let let them have let, and I don't mean like let there be that. Let there be. Let there be a diversity of let characters. Let there be a diversity right. of characters, no matter what it is. Sure. But my issue is when they retcon a character or like even with thor like when they turned jane foster into because they were going through the whole whatever the yeah. me too and it was all women power which is fine but jane foster because thor was part of the storyline it was it but they i don't found a way to do they it. found a way to do it but i they, know that's why they did it and i understand part of it and it but i don't understand it's like have those characters but create new characters don't yeah. well in this case they did because it's superman's son but he's been around. It just depends on he's how He's been they... around since like New 52 at least. 
But he's how, been around for a maybe while. Maybe he just now realized. A lot of times. No, and I understand that, but that's lazy writing where you just take a character and make them something yeah. else. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I guess I see your point. Story. I guess I see your point. If Clark Kent was gay, I exactly. It. But if it's his son, I mean, I don't know how old his son is. Right. Well, he's a teenager. Yeah. So isn't and, that when a lot of people figure it's it out? Fine. Anyway? Yeah. But I said something to him. I'm like, they. They just top on the bandwagon. They've got to do what's in well, this and that. And he's like, well, that's lazy writing. And I'm like, exactly. It's lazy but writing. S- but I'm some like, of it, watch out when you're talking about jumping on the bandwagon. You're right. In a way, they are. But they're trying to capitalize on oh, what yeah. is popular right now, too. Right. Absolutely. You know, they are still a business. And they're going to do what, the, what the, they feel right. the, the world is moving or whatever the heck else. And quite frankly, I don't have any problem with that. If they, no. if they feel this is a way to get their get themselves more more you know, uh, new customers, whatever else, yeah. new readers, the power to them. You know, I, 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 I am a lot more open-minded to it because I think for me, when I, if, when they did the whole Miles Morales type thing, you know, of Spider-Man, you know, and it seemed like they, what killed the Peter Parker and ultimate Spider-Man. Black Hispanic Spider-Man. And then they bring a black Hispanic Spider-Man to, Hey, let's cover all sorts of minority type things. Right. And I thought, wow, that's really, uh, and I don't know, you're, you're, you know, you're changing this one that you've got, you know, a lot of history. It's like your main flagship type of thing. But the key thing was there, number one, to your point, they brought in a new character. You know, it's not like they suddenly decided that Peter Parker in multi-universe 672, you know, was a black Hispanic guy. No, they brought in a whole new character, you know, type thing. And they also brought in good writers to actually generate stuff. I to mean, be fair, he, it's really well written. In Thor didn't turn into a girl. Thor just stopped being Thor, and someone else took up the mantle. Right, I understand, but that's like Beta Ray Bill. Were you mad when aliens took over the Thor mantle? <laughs> no, I wasn't even really. I'm not mad that they did it. I'm mad that that it, that was. But the Thor time. was still around. He just wasn't Thor anymore. He's Odinson. Their their characters are not real. I don't I don't get upset about it at all. Really, I think you're upset. But the thing was, it was, it was like they were doing everything. Like, they were changing everybody's gender. Like, they did it multiple times. Well, Captain so, America became black. Right. Iron and Man. it just felt like didn't it was they have forced. they female Iron Man? It was. was. It but they felt like it was all crammed and forced. Like, it all happened yeah. at well, one time. They were mixing that everything up. That is probably true. They were trying to make up, too many changes at one time. I, I don't have a problem with it. It's just, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just, I agree that it's annoying when they take a character that you've known your whole life and then they make a, a seismic change in them and it's kind of like a retcon. And they either become a woman or they become gay or whatever. Right. It's kind of annoying. If, if you're gonna, here's my problem with it. If you're going to do it and it's going to be a good story, the Thor thing was a good story. Yeah, I, I had it. no problem with that. But I felt like they were doing all of that just to make people happy. Like just to uh, maybe maybe all maybe. they were doing. Some was of it. I, I've met to, Jason Aaron. I don't think he'd do it just to make. I think some of it is not is that Jason they, Aaron, but all the other characters that they did it to, like the Iron Man, uh, and then they did this, and then well, like they did with the that. Black Captain America. It was all that was pushed. Rick Remender. Same thing. I don't. I, mean, I think that they probably come in there and they say, "Hey, how can we capitalize on all the press that's going on there now and make ourselves relevant?" You know, let's come up with some stories. I remember it different than you do, Van, so, because I remember it all being just forced 
force. Well, we think it's force. And it was all... But what they're doing is they're trying to capitalize on the headlines of the day. No, I understand that. Is what it's really. And is. that's what I have a problem with. Like, if it's a good story and there's a reason for it, then tell a good story. Well, and if have you a decide that you're, it. if you decide, but if you're just you're, you're doing right. it because maybe because of the hey, fact everybody's pissed off because. There's not enough women well, that are doing this, or there's not enough African Americans that are doing this. Then we're going to pander to this, and we're just going to up to and your change point, it. To your point, maybe Marvel went overboard with it when they did that, and they did all that at one time. What they probably should have done was probably take a couple of titles and do what they could have. Because instead, you get into the problem that DC, I feel like, gets into when they reboot every other year, you know, and going, okay, now all of a sudden we threw out all these, you know, we cut out these titles, and now we threw out all these new titles. Six of them are good, and the other 12 of them are trash, right. you know, type things. That's probably what happened with the whole Marvel thing. You had, you know, at least a half a dozen different stories that were capitalizing on probably the Me Too movement and whatever else, and maybe two or three of them, half of them were good. But you got to throw stuff out there and right. see what sticks. You know, not everything is going to be, you know, fantastic. So, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, and at the end of the day, we're the consumers. We can pick and choose what the hell we want exactly. to read. Yeah. So, I'm just tired of people acting like they have some kind of right or privilege to these characters and they can't mess with them. I want to rant about something. Oh, it's, we're doing the rant episode. Go ahead. Yeah, there you go. Well, we had how do you, we you make it like a timer? Like I understand like how it happens, but I don't understand how it happens. If you pre order something, oh, yeah, oh, god, and you pay for it, uh huh, and that's accounted for, like uh -huh. the way the pre the way the previous catalog works, as far as I understand it, is. They, oh, they, they give you wagon. something that's supposed to come out in three uh -huh. or four months. Uh -huh. They get their orders in, uh -huh. and they go, okay, we have 10,000 orders, so we're going to print, print 10,000 of them. And they probably overprint a little bit. Probably. You would hope. So how do I order something? Well, it's because they got shorted. Like, the person you ordered from, the retailer, the distributor did not give them all of their copies. And so then they had to allocate. They'd be like, which customers do we like the most? And apparently they don't like you as much as they like some of your other customers. Well, and so they allocated yeah. it away from you. It's however way. But you had pre-ordered it. What's and then funny they is that every creator yes. you see on social media is like, please pre-order my book. I'm like, right. okay, well, can you get with the distributor and make sure they actually get it to me? Because I can pre-order it. But here's the thing. Like, it you know, it doesn't happen just to Diamond and this type of stuff. I'm having it big time with Hasbro. And their shit. They can't seem to get their shit together. But it's happening in all easy. sorts of collectibles. You get a pre-order that tells you how many to print. I'm so you would tell you. But Hasbro's doing I'm, it right now with the damn action figures that they say are so-called limited. They're telling you pre-order now. You get the pre-orders in there. They cut them off. And then they, and they, tell, they tell you. Oh, exactly oh, right. I'm doing 95% of the work, they, No, get All this. they have to do no. is order my book and then send it to me. But yeah. Hasbro is or asking for pre-orders a year in advance. And they still can't can make them and they still cut and these things still sell out in less than an hour how the hell if they're not going to make something for a year you can only put it up for pre-order for 15 fucking minutes there's yeah. no way it's it's stupid and then when and those they, come out there either half of them are damaged or on the other half you know they cancel them so it is just dumb. It, I think it's actually worse in the collectibles world of that type of stuff than it is with the comic books right now I There's same, a slight different range. The same thing happened to me on that Bill Sienkiewicz New Mutants gallery. Oh, thingy. yeah? You didn't get it? I pre-ordered that motherfucker, and I got allocated out of that bitch. Wow. You should pick a different retailer. It sounds like it. Too bad there's nobody to pick from. 
Well, actually, this turned out to be a good thing. Oh, okay. Because now I'd rather not have trash? that fucking oh. thing. Because now it's another book that I don't have to read. It's another book that I don't have to care wow. about. And I've already missed a bandwagon on it because it was going to be a hardcover. And I don't know what it is, but, like, it already went on sale, I think. Yeah. But I went to Amazon just to check. That's it was fine. actually cheaper on Amazon. Oh. But it said <laughs> it that it wouldn't be released for like another month, so I don't know if they went back to a second printing uh, yeah. or what happened. So they just gotta go get. I looked up after you did, and I found it like at Target, but Target was like sold out. But then I thought they had one that they said was in stock. That you of what? Order. Of that book that you said. Where did you go? To Target. Target.com. Target. Target. Wow, Target.com. Huh. And it looked like they had one in stock that you could order, but I wasn't gonna order it because the price wasn't that good, and so I wasn't confident. Rent? So, slightly different, but Mike Huddleston, who does Decorum, right? Isn't, this, he do, isn't he the artist of Decorum? So, yeah. so, I pre ordered the hardcover of that mm, eight months ago. Right. So, I was on his Instagram. He's like, hey, the, the hardcover is coming out. You should pre order. It's not too late to pre order it from your comic shop. I'm like, dude, I pre ordered that like a year ago, and it's still not out. And someone on the thing was like, did eight ever come out? <laughs> <laughs> did I miss it? Yeah, dude, not only did you miss eight, but I pre-ordered the hardcover like a year ago. But yeah, have me pre-order it a year in advance. To Scott's point. I don't I've got a Kickstarter that I kickstarted. Oh, don't, oh, don't oh, even go there, though. Don't even go there. That's your own thought. Honestly, if you Kickstarters get it, are a risk. That's right. If you get it, you should be There's happy. no guarantee of anything. It's freaking Matt Kent. Uh-huh. And who's the Keanu dude Reeves? that did Harrow, oh. Harrow County? Tyler, Tyler Crook? I don't want to say names if it's not right, but it's like three creators. Yeah. And, yeah, it's like, I'd forgotten about it, and I got like an update. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, we're finally getting these last pages, and then we're going to get off to the printer. And, and I looked back, and I'm like, that was like a year and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when I paid for it. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure I have a Kickstarter that uh, is but, going on maybe four years. That uh, I haven't received. Is that the Truth Gang? Yeah, <laughs> they had to completely retool that game. So it was yeah, good. I know. And then Eric Lang left, so we don't know who's going to design yeah, it. I don't know one. who's going to do it. <laughs> the, Maybe uh, it's only three, but it's a long ass time. Well, I saw someone said that. Oh, this game sounds really cool now. I wish I could not because he got his money back, and then he's like, "Oh, I wish I could get back in." It's like, sorry, dude. Well, I backed the uh, the God Hates Astronauts compendium, mm -hmm. the hardcover, all yeah. whatever omnibus thing. Sure. And uh, Ryan Brown is like, he's cool though, because he's like, it's it's been pushed back a little bit, yeah. But it's because of uh, printing and shipping and yeah. stuff like that. But he'll come on and go, hey, you know, like give you an update. And yeah, he's, like, he's usually pretty good. He's yeah, really good. But he's usually pretty punctual and he's pretty organized. Yes. And if there's a delay, he'll communicate. That's always the nice thing when you get those those ones. It's really about yeah. communicating. That really irritated really me is. about the. If if something's canceled, like I get it, but if it's been allocated, like that pisses me off. Okay, you should switch like, to in town comic book store. I'm sure that never happens. To you. Yeah, I'm sure. I went in to Prairie Dog today. Ooh, why? Because I was dropping off some flyers and stuff. Oh some yeah, nice. stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's when new comics come out on Wednesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. I went in there at like four o'clock today. Yeah. And like the shelves were already fucking bare. bare. <laughs> and there's like three new people working in there that I don't even know who the hell they are. Oh, really? Well, there was two at least, I think. And Is then it another fat bearded guys? There's actually a. <laughs> it's a fat bearded woman in there. <laughs> <laughs> there's a 
Yeah. <laughs> There's a when woman. There's a woman yeah. in there that, that was working there, and I've never seen her. Oh, uh, yeah, I've never seen a girl. And I walked in, and I was like, because I didn't recognize her, and I'm like, is Mark here? And she's like, I'm like, he's never here, is she? And she's like, no. I'm like, I'm going to have to call him. It's so funny. I went and there the other day, to... and I was as I got my stuff and I was leaving, I saw Mark getting out of his car coming in. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, I just missed him. Well, I actually want to talk to him. Uh, I hear you. But I'm going to have to call him. I'm going to have to break down and call him. But anyway, I walked in, and I was just like, uh, is Mark here? She's like, no. I'm like, um, my name's Don Woodworth. I'm like, I do the Air Capital Comic Con. I'm like, are you familiar with that? And she's like, no. <laughs> like, okay. Great. The people working in the comic book store have no idea. Well, I don't know if she's from out of town, if she's new. I have no idea, but I, yeah. And so I was like, well, can I bring in some uh, stuff for you guys to hang up and hand out? She's like, sure. So, like, I brought it in. And then she was like, oh, this looks really, these are really nice. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, cool. <laughs> Did you out, think they were nice? Hand them out. <laughs> but, uh, um, what else was I doing? Oh, dude, boards. Like, I've not been able, like, I can get them online, I think, but you pay a shit ton for them, and then you have to pay to ship them. Yeah. Like, I've been trying to find boards for a while. I went into Prairie Dog today and actually had boards. Really? They were $12. For a hundred boards? Yes, and that's actually... I'm so glad I don't collect comic books anymore. I've seen them for like 15. Um, Wow, I should gather up. I think I probably got a (laughs) hundred boards that I could find out of my old comics. And I was like... So I should should take all my old boards and sell them them for a... For like twelve bucks, for a hundred. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I could sell. Bad. That's probably worth more than my comics are worth. I know. That's what I. It was thinking. so funny. I was. I got all those. Uh, I was image it, ones. The the bags plastic the, is is hard to find. Oh, the plastic too. Yeah, and boards are hard to find. Wow. The supply chain is backed up, but I was at ICT and the uh, I can't remember heroes and heroines. The guy that bought all your grab bags. And his wife cosplays uh, yeah. as, like, a Storm. Okay. Anyway, he's a real tall guy, and his yeah. wife cosplays as a Storm or whatever okay. they want to do. I went over to him on Sunday, and he had, like, a giant stack, and they were, like, Richie Rich and, like, oh, nice. Zach and stuff. And he's, he's taking out the, the comics and tossing them in a pile and taking the bag and the board and <laughs> over here. And he goes, it's pretty sad when the bag and the board is, like, more is worth more than the comic book that's in there. And I was like, damn it, the supply chain has dried up. I mean, it's, there, if you go to, like, a lot of the online stuff, it's, yeah. like, back-ordered, back-ordered, back-ordered. They're, yeah, it's, I've cool. been looking for them for, like, a couple months, and I can't find them. Crazy. Um, and when you do find them, you pay out the ass. Guess what I've been watching? Doom Patrol. No. Ooh. I started watching that. You're gonna be so excited. Sex Education. No. No. Don't gonna be so excited. Harley Quinn. Nope. Ooh. God damn it. Watchmen the series. Ooh. Watchmen the series. Oh, the HBO thing. Yeah. It's, it's good. Fucking good. I told you. So good. Told you it's fucking good. How so far is it? I'm like five episodes in. I'm like four or five. I think I'm in the middle of it. Have you? Have you figured out the? No. Uh, 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 I haven't figured anything out. I think he's on Mars, but I don't know that for sure. <laughs> he's fucking great, dude. Is it Iron? Jeremy Irons? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I, I, today I was watching, and he was like, he was launching the dead bodies on a catapult okay. up into yes. space, yes. up into the sky. So good. And then I was thinking the previous episode, he launched something up, and it like froze. I'm like, 
I bet, I bet Dr. Manhattan has him on Mars in, like, his own, like, little designed area. Because, like, the previous episode, he, like, the game warden came. I'm like, who's the game warden? Right. Totally think it's Dr. Manhattan, but I don't know. Don't don't spoil it. I'm not I sure. Totally... So it's a sequel to the comic book, not the movie, right? I guess. Because I... The, the giant squid actually did land. Yeah. And in the movie, it was something else, right? It wasn't a squid? I believe so, yeah. They, yeah, they I mean, they it changed was, it. They were still supposed to be invaders from outer space, but I don't know how it they wasn't changed a giant it. Squid. It took me yeah. a while to figure out who the hell he was. Like, I didn't know that was Ozymandias. Oh, you didn't? Like, I knew it immediately. Did you? He looks just like him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks like the same build, and I right. figured it was him. I don't know. But yeah, but yeah, a couple episodes ago, uh, Lori came in because she's like an FBI agent guy, lady, and I'm like, oh, she's such a badass. And then <laughs> <laughs> that's what that quote was from. That I sent you. She goes up to the to the uh, to the sister. She's like, do you know how diff- how to tell the difference between a a vigilante and a mass cop? She's like, no. She's like, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then she's giving her like the speech, like good guys always think they're, or bad guys always think they're good guys, and blah blah. And she gives a speech, and then the black lady's like, "Ooh, I'm so scared!" <laughs> like, oh my god, this is so good. Dude, the end is like <sighs> mind blowing. It's so good. Yeah, I need to go back and rewatch it. I so good. It. It I mean, I, I still it. have mixed Nobody... feelings about them making a sequel to Watchmen because I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. And, w- and everybody said like it wasn't really a sequel; it was more like a reboot or a spiritual successor. It really is a sequel though, because it it's all the same characters, but it it's is. like thirty years later. Yeah. And so I'm like, nah, it's really a sequel. I don't know why people are saying it's not really a sequel. Yeah. It really is. I but watched it. It's well done and it's entertaining, yeah. and I'll see where it goes. But so far, it's. Pretty solid. If you're liking it, you're gonna enjoy it through. Yeah, I need to go back. It's Damon. There's so much. Yeah, I think he's the one who did it. There's so much. Well, they were even talking about they were gonna keep going because the end kind of ends, but it kind of leaves it open where they could make more because they were talking about (coughs) more at one point. Yeah, well, Damon Lindelof said that he only intended as like a a one and done thing, but he said, but he said, but someone else could take it and they could, you know, expand on if they wanted to. But I always say I want to rewatch that, but I have so much stuff that I yeah. Watched who, who rewatches stuff? I did finish Godless. I don't know if I talked about that. That was really oh, good. I love Godless. Yeah, really finished good. what? Godless. Godless. Oh, it's on uh, Netflix. But then I jumped into Watchmen. It's been pretty good. I started watching Doom Patrol. I watched like a couple. Brendan Fraser's in that. Oh yeah. And uh, so the beginning, like he's the race, he's the robot man robot or whatever. Man. Yeah. But he, they start out, and he's like a race car driver. Dude, I watched like 15 minutes of that show and didn't fucking realize that was him. He looked so different. Well, yeah, he gained a lot of weight. He gained him. a lot of weight, and I was like... And then, like, they had a scene, and they showed his, like... And I could hear his voice, and I'm like, is that Brennan Fred? And then I Googled it, and yeah, so I had to go back and watch it <laughs> to see that it was him, but... You can tell more when he's after he turns into the robot yeah. man because it's his voice. You can hear the voice, but and I guess we all saw Venom. Did you see Venom? Oh, I did not. Oh, oh you okay. went and saw it? Yeah, Zach would really want to see it because they've got what Carnage you... on Fortnite, so he wanted to see Venom. Yeah, what did you think of it? I thought it was really entertaining. It was more like a comedy. Yeah, I was laughing. It was pretty funny. I mean, it's just like the first one, and it's right. It's that sort of buddy <laughs> comedy and the back and forth, and it's. I mean, it's really funny and light, and it's just. What did you think silly. of the after scene? I did read about that one. Yeah. There's just the one, right? Yeah. Well, that's the only one I saw. Okay. Uh, it was cool. So, I didn't quite know what they were trying to do. I guess... They're... I guess I didn't realize that it wasn't already in that universe. Yeah, it's not. 
But now it is. Well, that's what they're saying. Yeah, what's they're bringing that, what him they're in. Saying, is it's like it's been merged. So the that... multiverse has been merged. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay. I don't. Care. I really like the. I really like the <laughs> scene where he leaves him. Yeah. And he's in the old lady at the, at the, the old Chinese lady. <laughs> yeah. There, and uh, and uh, the Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams him. comes in. <laughs> <laughs> she's like trying to talk to him. Yeah, and that's hilarious. And she's inside him, and he's like, he really wants you to apologize to him. And he's like, I'm really sorry. She's like, uh-uh. No. Any more than that? He's any more Come on. Than, is he yeah. any more than that? Nope. Uh-uh. And then he's talking, and she's like... <laughs> well, I like when she's actually was... talking to the Chinese lady, and she's talking to him, and she's like... <laughs> right. Oh, and she's like talking to her like a, like a child. And yeah. Like, oh, so good. I, I really liked it. I mean, it's a mindless, fun movie. It's only like it 90 is... minutes... Oh, wow. So, I, I don't know, like, that movie just felt like it was so cookie-cutter, like, back to the basics, like, yeah. bad guy, bad guy meets good guy, good guy, bad guy, fight, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just, it wasn't... Super simple. Pretty linear. Yes, and it was just, like, you're so used to, like, the Marvel stuff where... I like linear sometimes, and I well, thought the, yeah. and I thought the way they used the comedy and the characters... We were looking at the first one, like, who does the voice for Venom? It's, it's Tom Hardy. He's Hardy. doing both voices. voices. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, I think I read that one somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's... Uh, I mean, it, it was fun. I didn't hate it, but it yeah, was I think fun. I read an interview, though, where Hardy says he really enjoys playing it. Yeah, I know. So, it's fun. I watched, it's just fun. I watched but, Halloween Kills. Oh, nice. I watched Midnight Mass on Netflix. That's the one from the, the haunted of, the haunting of whatever type things. The Haunting of Hill House and the yeah, Haunting yeah, of yeah. something else. Mm. You know, this is the next one from that same You're not a horror team. guy. Why'd you watch that? Um, because my, uh, Kaylin was home and she's kind <sighs> well, of Well, you should watch Halloween Kills because it's so, not really a horror movie. So she, it's more of a comedy. She was there with... Um, <laughs> and Brandy likes that type of stuff. So I did my typical thing where I watched like the first episode and a half and then I went off and did my own thing and then I came back for like the last episode and a half, you know, type things. So And then they just fill in what happened, you know, in those like three or four episodes which isn't much it's those things are slow moving it, it was okay but instead of being more of the haunting ghost type stuff it's more i would say well midnight mass it's more about vampire type stuff you know it's at the dark you know that type of things creatures that move in the dark so it, i thought it was better than the haunting ones but uh i there again i watched the whole thing of those now they also have the the movies that made us series. Mm -hmm. Did you see that? Where it's uh, they've got Halloween, Halloween Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I watched I a couple of Nightmare those. Street, it is Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, because that's the one. What's I'm in the, the oddball? Right There's one oddball. Don't question Scott. Oh God damn it! I know I've seen that. Fright Night. Lost no, Boys. It's it, it's not a Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, something else outside of that, and I don't remember what it 48 was. Forty Hours. That could be. I don't, I don't know. know. But, <laughs> but yeah, the other ones are because we tried to watch the the Friday Thirteenth one's actually pretty good. Uh, I think that's the one we tried to watch, and it was stupid. Really? I thought that was hilarious. But there was like, all sorts of kind of fun stuff in there. Barbara's like a big Friday Thirteenth, and we're watching it, and it seemed kind of boring to me. And she's like, "This is like stupid." And I'm like, "All right," so I never went. Back. Oh god, where they're talking about you know the. Tom Savani or whatever and his buddy you know that are doing the special effects and figuring out new stuff and they're they're about ready to leave you know and stuff and they're gonna have the big fight scene at the end between the the one girl and the murderer or whatever you know type thing and they're they're leaving and then they go these guys don't know what the hell they're doing because they're trying to see this fight scene and it's just 
total crap and so they turn back around and they help them with out at the fight scene and then they're going to have like the beheading you know and so they put the head on there he's got with toothpicks you know and tom tom's gonna hit it because he knows where to hit it the other guy his partner is the one that's holding it just right well he's holding it you know so that you just get the cut where you see the hands you know, type of things go up and the head, you know, go off, you know, type stuff and don't really realize it's a mannequin. He goes, yeah, it was a perfect shot. Nobody would actually realize that it was really a mannequin's head until you see the hairy hands that are right here beside <laughs> it, you know, because they're mine and the murderer was, you know, the, uh, Jason's mom or whatever, you know, with that one. So, uh, so that was kind of funny. A new one? That might be the other one. Oh, aliens Robocop. coming to America. Oh, okay. Maybe that Coming to America is the one that didn't fit. That didn't anything. fit anything. Yeah, that mm. could be. But uh, so. but no, Paramount got me. Because I was like, they've been saying, ooh, Halloween kills. In theaters on Paramount. Yeah. I'm like, sweet, I have Paramount. Yeah. So Friday night I get home and I'm like, let's watch Halloween. And I turn it on. Oh, you have to have Paramount Plus Premium. That's what like, I have, isn't it? Like Disney Premium. Disney Plus Or no, premium. it's not. It's Peacock. Oh, it's Peacock. Yeah, yeah. It's not Paramount. No, it's not Paramount. It's Peacock. Gotcha. So it was like, watch Halloween Kills at the theater or on Peacock. And I'm like, sweet. NBC so I come home. Halloween Kills? So I come home. Oh. Universal. <coughs> Is NBC and Universal? They are tied together, aren't they? So, okay, so I come home and I'm like, all right, let's watch uh, Halloween Kills. And Barb's like, okay. And I turn it on. I'm like, ah, oh, you have to so see So that means the next Jurassic Park will be you have to see So since I'm paying for it. Paramount Plus, you pay for Peacock. I already did pay for it. Are you gonna give he's, me the he's got HBO sure. Max. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have. And uh, you got I'm giving Disney. Well, I just, it's $4.99 a month, dude. Wow. And we wanted to watch Halloween Kills. Oh. I'd cancel it any time. That is true. So it was five bucks to watch so the movie. Are you using my Disney? $40. Are you using my Disney? Uh, I think so, yeah. Sweet. So using my Disney and my Paramount, I'll use your Peacock and your HBO Max. Yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> yep, you can watch Halloween Kills. I don't watch that. I don't watch the Best whole Office. But I'm going to watch what? But the I, Office. There's two tiers. Even the top tier was like $10 a month. And it was like, most of our stuff won't have commercials, but some will. And I'm yeah. like, I'm going to pay $10 a month, and I'm not guaranteed not to have any commercials. So you got commercials. F you, so I bought the $5 one. But there wasn't a commercial in the movie. Because I'm like, if they put a commercial in the middle of Halloween Kills, That's I'm going to be pissed. They really? Do it in movies. I don't even care. They could do it. So Nick said he saw that, and he said it was okay, but he said the best part was like when they went back to like 1978, but he didn't really expand on that. Was that cool? They went back in time. Yeah, it was all right. Well, one of the it's officers, back to the past. One of the officers has a flashback to it. I'm so. Uh, like, but then I was like, well, if it was 1978, if that's still canon, isn't Mike Myers like 60 years old now? Yeah. I, I said comic books have the same the, problem. The best part that I thought of the movie was one of the death scenes where there's like a lady and she's like coming up on Mike Myers. Yeah. And she's got the a gun uh -huh. and she goes to shoot him. And he whacks her hand, yeah, and she blows her own brain out. Oh, nice! I was like, "That's cool. That's cool." I laughed out loud for like five minutes. I was like, "For five minutes? Wow!" Probably. Wow. That's great. It was awesome. Cool. All right, let's talk about some about comics. comics. Yeah, let's do that. Scott didn't read anything. I, I read Scout. You just have to get Asian. I read the first issue. I read the first two. How many is that? Oh, four, six, four, five. I think it's five. It's not all of it. No, there's gonna be five more. There's gonna be ten. Okay. I think it's a ten issue series. I want to know. Issues? I want to know what you think about it because it's pretty good. It's a little overly complex for what it is. Oh, like there's. It's got a racist title. Right. right. <laughs> so the Good Asian by 
Yeah, I don't know. There's like four people. I don't know the names of the people. Are they Asian? I can't pronounce them all. Probably. Pitch it, show. Pichichot, Tefaniki, Lafridge, and Powell. Yeah, Lafridge. That's probably like a colorist and a letterer. Yeah. So, but anyway, so it's like set in what is it? Nineteen forties. Nineteen thirty-six. And he's in like San Francisco. Yes. He. So yeah. He's a cop, kind of. He is, but he's a cop from Hawaii. Yeah. Oh. So in nineteen thirty-six. You have the you have the ban on um, Asian people being able to migrate or really to yeah. I thought that was prohibition. And there was a and then it got worse like four or five years later when they interned them all. In <laughs> but yeah, there were a lot of uh, laws about Asians and migrating, and it was kind like of they, they were being be. I don't know discriminated against, kind of pushed yes. down, put down, whatever. Yeah, people didn't like him. But, but yeah, this guy's an Asian police officer, so there aren't very many Asian police officers. There, there weren't any. Yeah. And I don't think there were any in the States. I think that's why he was in Hawaii, because I don't think Hawaii was a state. Was Hawaii a state in 36? Or was probably it a not. territory? It's probably a territory. Because I read, okay, so there's stuff in the back that's yeah. not in yours. It probably is. Back matter. There's yeah. a lot of back well, matter. There might be, but he said, I'm going to write stuff in the back. There's a bunch of special so notes. To, whatever. So but anyway. True history of the time. I mean, look, it has all this stuff. Right? Okay. That might be it then. Historical notes. All I know is what I read. But So is it any good? <laughs> it's okay. The first issue, I only read the first one. It was hard to follow. They threw so really? much shit at you. There's a, and it and doesn't I'm get like, much better. Well, I know in the second issue, I opened it up, and it at least had, these are the characters and a small blurb about them, so oh, you can nice. kind of, but... I didn't get that. I wasn't, I wasn't super impressed. I, it was hard to follow. It was like work, like trying to figure it out, because I'm like, who's this, and why is this, and who's this lady he's going after, and is the lady that he's trying to find, is that his mom, and why is he with this old rich man, and like... You know what I mean? Does it have a noir type of feel? Or it is. It's, it's very noir. It's, it's kind of like a right, Philip Marlowe type thing, you know, but with the Asian guy. So it's got the whole kind of Asian uh, culture kind of as a backdrop with the immigration and the discrimination all that stuff. So it's kind of like that, but it has that sort of social commentary sort of. But the story itself, the actual detective story, is overly complicated for what it is. It's kind of like... Brubaker, Brubaker does it well, so you, it's like effortless, you know, mm. when you read a Brubaker. This isn't effortless, like Don said. It's just, it's confusing and it's complicated, and there's like names, but you don't remember the name, and so when they bring it up and you're like, oh, it's that person, you're like, I don't remember who that person is. So, so, yeah, so basically, the main character, and I don't even remember his freaking name, Park, Park or something. But anyway, he's a detective or cop, whatever. He lived in Hawaii, but his, I guess he was brought in by a rich man. So his mom was like a maid or a helper for this rich guy, and he was her son, and something, his mom was murdered, and so the rich owner kind of took him in as his own son. Okay. And so the rich owner guy also has his own son, so then they were kind of like brothers. Right. And so... But then they had a falling out, and so he moved back to San Francisco because he had a house in Hawaii and San Francisco. The rich owner did, and then he stayed in Hawaii and became, like, a police officer. Okay. Well, and now the son called him. 
yes, over to help him because the father fell for an Asian, another maid, another Asian maid, and she left or got kidnapped or disappeared. She left, and so now the father is like sort of in a sort of coma. In bed coma. He's like because this woman left him. And so he's going to look for the woman. So the brother reached out to him and said, can you come over here and try to find this woman to help out my dad? That's what I got out of the first yeah. issue. That's basically the setup. Art's but not then, too bad. The art's pretty decent, actually. Yeah, the art's not bad. But as he, as he starts to dig in, he starts to find all these layers of corruption within the Asian communities, and there's like, uh, you know, business owners, and they're trying to do all this stuff, and it's just too many characters and too many threads, and it just gets a little overwhelming. Overwhelming, and complicated. Yeah. Where I think it would have benefited from a slightly more character, less complexity to the story. And I think it would have been a stronger book. Yeah, maybe try to do more of a simple mystery at first or something. Or work maybe. More yeah. towards the overall conspiracy and things. Yeah. So that you could introduce characters and kind of get that. But that seems to be almost like a how some of the other guys approach it, say your brewmakers and stuff. Yeah, I wasn't, maybe they felt they needed, being new, that they needed to try to really take on a, a big chunk too. He even said something in like the letter column or whatever. He was like, I know that this stuff's done a lot better by other people, but we're <laughs> trying to do, add to the noir, whatever. You yeah. Know. <clears throat> so, I mean, he's like, I hope we did a good job. I mean, it's I don't not know. bad. I think it's, it's not decent. bad, but I was just like, it was too, maybe I was in the wrong frame of mind to read it last night, and it was just complicated. I had to flip back pages and then read this and reread this to try to follow it. Maybe some people like that. And you only read one issue. I only read one issue. Wow. Two. You read two issues, didn't you? No, I tried to start on the second oh, one. Oh fuck! You didn't even <laughs> make it. Okay. No, but I opened it up and it had like a you know it had the eight characters and it was like this guy, he's a cop from Hawaii, blah blah blah. This guy. Okay. He, he was his brother. This guy is the millionaire. You know what I mean? And yep. so it had, like, little blurbs of, like, who all the characters were. Well, of course, yep. his mom was murdered, and so then that starts to come up, and it's like, well, sh how was she murdered? What really See, happened? I don't even know if I got like, to that point in the yeah. first issue. There's just a lot of... A lot of detail so, I don't know. It, I'll probably buy the second trade, because I think that's the end. And see good, how I'll stop buying it, and I'll just read the trade if I can. You won't read the trades. It's impossible. <laughs> Did you Very read anything, well. Scott? Scout. That's all you read? That's all we I read. We had three weeks. I, I know, you would think. but right. uh, Did you read anything? Uh, nah. Yeah, I read this, and I read like four, eight more of Sandman, and then I read this. You read Pit. Wow. Pit. Number one. So, you read I, more Sandman, Mystery Theater? Yeah, I'm trying to read all 65 of them or so 70 of them. you have to sit them. through them? No, I'm not going to. Just kidding. Dude. So, Snake Eyes... Is this game? Rob Liefeld? Yeah. But is did it? you hear about this with Cartoonist Cape Babe? No. No. Okay, so he basically hired a bunch of his buddies and stuff to do the inking. Oh, so, yeah. Jim Rugg inked a page, Ed Piscor inked a page, Tom Scioli inked a page. Like, there's a ton of different... Like, I think Dan Fraggett did one. So, I didn't even read the fucking story. I just looked yes, at the artwork. And, and the inkers? And the inkers. And they're doing a... They're doing a, uh, I, I'm a total sucker, I, I got Kate Babe into it, but they were talking about it. They did a black and white issue so you could just see the line art. Oh, yeah. And so I bought it. 
I don't have it yet, but I, I don't really see it. that much difference Did in you? Inking. Um, I, mean, I guess you look really Some close. of it you can, yeah. It all still looks like Rob Life. Mm. That one's kind of looks different. I don't know who did that. That's Eastman. Oh, that does look like Eastman. You can't hide Eastman inks. They need to put the artist on each page. So she only signed back. his. He's like the only one that did it. But, uh, but yeah, I have no idea what the hell happened in the story. I, I kind of stopped reading it. Was there much of a story? It. it looks like it's just oh, a probably. bunch of fighting crap. Well, yeah, that's it's a Rob Blackwell game. It almost like, reminds dude. me of the Snake, the, the Snake Eyes Silent looks issue like back Miller. in the day. Uh, it wasn't Frank I know, it's not Frank I think that might be the Sholey one. Yeah, I think so. But, uh, I can kind of see it. Anyway. Well, that's cool, Snake Eyes. So this, yep. is it... He did a jam issue. For, it's the last issue of the series. Did you buy the whole series? I did. Cool. But number and did you read the rest of them? Or you I did. And you didn't one, read this one? Well, one through four came out like I don't know, eighteen months ago, uh, and then I got number five, so I didn't remember the story. Cool. And then I heard about it, so I just I read. I just kind of flipped through it just to look at the artwork. Cool. But uh, yeah. Dude is Ryan an absolute Ollie. triumph. So it was like gripping visual knockout. Ed Pisker, Jim Rugg, Wills Portacio did one, Ryan Otley did one, Sweet. Neil Adams, Kevin Eastman, Jerry Ordway, Dan Panosian, Dan Fraga. Does anybody know what Little Nemo is? Kind of, sort of. I've heard of it. I've never read it. So it was a Sunday comic strip by Windsor McKay, <laughs> and it was this really cool... The guy that makes the brushes? No. This really cool full page like oh, that's Windsor Newton. art, and it was like really beautifully illustrated, and it was basically about a kid sleeping and he would have dreams. Uh -huh. And so this is Frank Pay, who is a French artist, cartoonist, and he did his own like version of Little Nemo. It is a beautiful book. The illustration is like really cool, um, but. It's not really a whole lot of story. So if you just want to buy it for like the illustration, it's super cool if you're just into that kind of stuff. But it, the story is basically just him dreaming. So it's kind of, I don't know, discontinuity, you know? It's just... It looks like a quick uh, read. It's not as quick as you would think. Really? Okay. It was a bit of a chore to get through because... Uh, huh. Was, you know. But it's not selling me on it. No, nah, I, I mean, it's really just an art book. But... Nice. I really like Little Nemo, even though I've tried to read it and it's the same experience. Where It's, it's got rounded of, corners. It does. Is that French? I was kind of on the fence on this one. It is, <laughs> well, it's from Magnetic Press. They do a lot of the European books and bring them over. But, so uh, the Europeans round the corners? I think so. That's yeah. so Magnetic Press does. That's so they don't They round a, a lot of their corners. Probably. It's a safety thing. I don't know, fall into the... So, but uh, but uh, it's a pretty beautiful book, but there's not much story there so if you just want like cool illustration comic art it's cool but otherwise huh. i was kind of on the fence of it because i was like ah should i get it should i and i pulled the trigger and it wasn't bad yeah i'd say it's even i don't regret it but i'm not like oh i'm so glad i got this right i want to hear about scumbag oh scumbag is it the best thing you've ever read no it didn't oh my really God, for it's me. so epic you like it no, it's kind of... Cocaine finger, huh? Reminder. Yeah. yeah. It's Reminder. Which means he's probably going to beat you over the head with drugs This one, not too much. No. This one is more a little it's lighter. It it's got a little okay. bit of political satire in it, but it's not okay. too heavy-handed. Okay. La Rosa is the artist. 
Well, but it's a different artist. Somewhere. He was supposed to do the whole book, but then something happened, and so then Reminder sort you reviewed of this before, didn't he you? pivoted, yes. and then he got a different artist for each issue. This this whole thing he's telling me is like the eighth deja vu or something. Is it? Know? Yeah. I must have zoned yeah, out like on it. Don's preview. It's okay. I mean, it's I'm that, just I'm just not into like just sort of silly, no story, just kind of. There's a story. It's rote, though. I mean, it's irreverent, kind of adult, kind of. It didn't do much for me. Funny, silly, stupid. It it wasn't that funny. It just was stupid. I I liked it. I don't know. It didn't do much for me, but that's just. Maybe I wasn't in the right mood, but. Here, I'll borrow that. Yeah. It's fine. Scumbag. Yeah. Is this one yours? Yeah, it's mine. And you're going to borrow this, too. I read The Lion's Headlopper. No, that's okay. You don't like Headlopper? I'm just not as big a fan as you are. Of okay, Headlopper. that's fair. Uh, Headlopper's really good. Are you still reading Headlopper? Uh, no, I, you just I've borrow been my borrowing traits. yours, and I haven't, uh, yeah. I haven't so this one was cool. Like, he's got a whole band of people now, so he kind of goes around and he gets kind of an adventure. Um, but it's pretty... Uh, he runs around. What kind of adventure? Anything good? He's got a witch in, I mean, he just a always, in the back. He, he, true, but he always goes on an adventure. Yeah, it's kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons thing. Him and his witch. I, they're starting to kind of do... It's like Yusagi Yojimbo. They're starting Kuru. to actually show the story. There's, like, different gods in this world, and he's basically going around trying to, like, kill all the gods. Ah, And okay. so he's kind of going through. And they get a little bit to his backstory. Like, he goes back to a town where he was actually the executioner, the town executioner. Okay. Which is why his name is kind of Headlopper. Headlopper. He has this giant axe. And so they get a little bit into his backstory, and he gains, like, some people in his group, and they, it kind of starts to come together as, like, the greater, larger story. A bit. Okay, okay. Whereas before, I wasn't really getting that. I thought it was just kind of like a Conan like, book. Yeah, and it was a like, fun thing. But you maybe. can see, like, maybe there is actual an in-game that they're kind of going, going towards. For. Oh, so, yeah, yeah Headlopper's okay. pretty good. I still really like it. It's fun. All right, Don, what do you want me to do next? I got... Uh, oh, yeah, how the, do you want to do one? How the fuck did you read that? What do you mean? You're always bitching about words. Holy yeah, it's shit, pretty good, there's though. There's a lot of words. There's a lot, a lot of words. It's not that long, though. It's only, like, uh, 50 pages. But 50 pages is a lot of words. All right. Pussy. Pussy. Funny story. I was going to post that I read this on my Instagram feed, right? So I was looking for an image to post on my Instagram. So oh I go God. to Google and I, I spell it correctly, right? Because I know what I'm in for. It probably and it, and it works. So like it shows like the book and then at the top it's got like, you know how it has shopping it shows like this actual book there. Oh. And so I said, sweet. Okay. I so figured I, Google was trying to say, so I, click on, so I click on, you know how Google has like search and then there's little tabs above and you click images. Okay, I click on images. So I can get an image of the book that I can download. And, Whoa, no, that's not... No, if you click on images, it gives you something completely different than this book. Uh, yeah. And a lot of it. And I was I like, so. whoa, okay, sorry. I hope you didn't do that on your work computer. No. <laughs> it wasn't so, his work computer, but he was working from home. So. It was not. It was that makes it okay. But I was like, oh, okay. Well, it looked like it was working because I spelled it correctly, right? Because yeah. there's an E, but no, not so much. This book is cool. Have you read this? No. So these are originally um, little strips in his 8-ball um, comic anthology, and he did. I am not sophisticated comic book. I don't right. read. I haven't read. So that this is about Dan Pusey, and he is a cartoonist, up and coming, and he. It's basically a base. What do you call it when they uh, tear something apart? Deconstruction. 
No, like tear it down. Sorry. Demolish. Like it's a satire, but it's like really trying to show how horrible it is. Yeah, it's a roast. It's a satire slash roast of the comic book industry. Gotcha. And it's pretty funny. I think if I had read this when I was like eighteen, when I first discovered Dan Klaus, I wouldn't have gotten half of the stuff in here. Because you know it's like. They're playing around with, like, you know, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee and just all that kind of behind-the-scenes type stuff. You know, there's this guy who's running this thing, and he's, like, hiring all these up-and-coming guys and tell them how they have to, like, sit at their desk and just work, work, work. You know, he's got, like, a writer and two pencilers and an inker and a letter, you know, and they're making fun of the letter, you know, and it's just... I thought they make fun of the inker. No. <laughs> Mostly the, the inker's, like, the bass they, guitarist of a band, right? Yeah, you gotta That's have him, you gotta have him, but you still make fun of him. Yeah. But, oh my god. <laughs> but uh, so, and then. <laughs> and so then he works for this like up and coming publisher, and he gets kind of popular. And then he tries to like jump ship, and he wants to do like, I think he ends up in like Fantagraphics type office, like it's a uh, Gary Groth, you know, and he's complaining and. Gary Groth sees his stuff and he's like, oh, this is hilarious. You know, it's so satirical. He's like, oh, no, I meant it as like straight like superhero. He's like, oh, my God, this is horrible. <laughs> he throws it away. <laughs> he kicks him out. And then he gets into like, he stumbles into like the fine art world, you know, where they're like, you know, trying to do that. And then he's still trying to do like his straight like science fiction type superhero comics and they kick him out too. And then, wow. and then he ends up becoming like a huge, you know, star or whatever. And you know, he becomes like rich. He becomes like one of the image guys. He has like a mansion and a and a pretty wife. You know, like a young, attractive wife and all that stuff. And then at the very end, he dies. He does die at the end. The death of Dan Pusey. But uh, he basically like surprise, the next surprise. the next wave of like creators comes, and then he's like he's like John Byrne when the image guys came. Like he's old hat. Like he's like nobody, and nobody wants his stuff, and he can't get any jobs like they hire him as like an art director or something you know it's just oh, it's, it's great you should read it you want to read it don't you it's not that long Dude, you would like it know. it I sounds like your would. type so here, who do I, you know how far behind I am I know but it's really not it doesn't take long if, if it needs to be an audio to me, somebody needs to read it you know to him give that to me and I'll have it for about a year and a half then I'll take it well it's not like I'm going to reread it soon but, no, it's really entertaining. It's got boobies. It does. That's okay. right up your alley, isn't well, so it? So this reminded me of something that I also wanted but to... But Dan Klaus does not draw attractive women. No. This is something that I want... Reminded me of something that I need to bitch about. Felt the glove cast in iron? No. So, it's kind of like... It reminds me kind of like the Howard Chaikin is doing the... Uh, it's his latest book. He did a five or six issue series and he's done, done another one and it's basically like about... Look, kids, comics. Yeah, that. Okay. So he did a second series, right? And it was supposed to be like the continuation where it comes up. It's like six issues. I bought all of them. Okay. I get an email from the place that I buy comic books from. And it said, hey, we canceled your issue number five (laughs) because of... (laughs) Random reason. Random reason. X, Y, Z. Because they ran out. And I'm like, awesome. So I'm going to have one through four, and then I guess you're going to mail me six because I pre-ordered it, but I don't have five. So if I ever bring it in to review it, 
and I'm like, hey, I have one through four, but I don't have five and I have six. It's not my epping fault because I ordered the motherfucker, this time, but uh, now I don't get it. What do you do? Like, I want to just go, okay, don't send me number six. Well, like with the goddamn The Virgin Brides, I ordered and then I got one and two and they didn't send me three. Like, it didn't come. I don't know what happened. Like, right. it got shorted at the distributor level. Then I got four and five and I'm like... I ended up reading it, and I think the story made sense, but I don't have a whole run. So right. I just I just punted. I got rid of all of them. I tried to sell them on eBay. I'm like, I'm done with the goddamn. I'll just buy it in right. trades if I want. Right. Because, well, I, it's like, well, I can get three. So I went on my comic shop. They don't have any copies. I went on uh, Mile High Comics. Don't have any copies. I went on eBay. No, you can't buy issue three. You can buy, like, a whole set of them for, like, 20 bucks. You can go to Jason's Aaron's store and get, like, three signed or get a whole set of them. But you can't just buy issue three. And right. it's like... But, well, that's kind of a niche thing, too, but I think the, the goddamned would have been easier to get rid of. Who the hell's going to buy Hey Hey Look Kids, hey comics. Look Kids comics? Just throw them in the trash. I know, right? Literally, that's how I feel. I'm like, if I don't have a complete run of something, what good is it to me? Ooh. I, there was, you, you remember when, uh, remember when they did, like, free table. when they did, like, one more one more day or whatever, and everybody was pissed off because the Spider-Man made a deal with Mephisto or whatever? Mm-hmm. There was, like, some guy that was doing, like, a podcast or something, and he was, like, really pissed off about it. So he, like, burned his copy oh, of yeah. it and, like, YouTubed it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've never read, I've read Spider-Man for 75 years. And, and now that's worth how much? You fuck, right, now, because now they're making a movie out of it, so now it's worth a, ton, a shit ton of money. It was so, a shit ton. I can imagine a shit ton. And I mean, so I he's like, a lot. okay, hundred bucks. All right, oh, bucks. I don't know, whatever. Hell. Hey, to poor people like I, me, I wiped my butt with that yesterday. So yeah, I know. Come on. You shit hundred dollar bills. <laughs> right, I'll do one more. You just have one bills. more. Uh, He's got a couple there. Well, yeah, sort of. All right, you should okay. do that. Really. He's right. got Pit well, in there somewhere. I'm just saying that. All right, so Red, and you're gonna leave. That's right. Jesus. He's gonna go wipe his butt with hundred dollar bills. All right. All right. Um. So I read the next two story arcs, which is eight issues of Sandman Mystery Theater. It is the Golden Age Ooh. Sandman. So it doesn't cha- he doesn't change into uh, uh, Morpheus or Dodds. whatever. No, but I did think about it. I've never thought about it. You made up a good point. They do kind of have a face mask, or Drew did. One of you guys made it up at the comment. I I think that might have had. Something to do with uh, Neil Gaiman's design when he did Sandman. I think so. With that, yeah. because it is kind of. But anyway, I mean, there. I always felt it did because <coughs> I, I always thought the old Sandman did have that mask, you know, gas mask type of thing, and so right. he made sure he had some type of. of Trying mask. to think. Okay, so like, um, it's two, four. I read eight issues, so they're four issue story arcs. Oh um, really? So how long did this go on? It's like 70 issues. No shit. Yeah, I did not realize that. Oh, oh, Drew's here. So the most interesting thing about these eight comics that I read... Yeah? There's a letter in the letters page... That's the most written interesting Written by thing. a Drew Woodworth. Written no, by isn't. B. Claymore. Oh, really? Yeah, he wrote into it. Like, nice. And he lived here in Wichita when he wrote it in. And, uh, yeah, it was funny because he was, like, critiquing the writing... <laughs> <laughs> he had to have been like twenty, I think ish, like when he wrote that in, or like. So he was telling Matt Wagner, out. was he complimenting or criticizing? Uh, he was saying they were doing a good job, but there were, uh, yeah, it was a little bit. It was constructive criticism, or just like, why don't you? Who do is he to criticize Matt? I know, Wagner? right? <laughs> it's funny. 
But I'm like just flipping through and I was like, B. Claymore. I'm like, and I looked at the ad and I'm like, oh yeah, that's the, that's the B. Claymore. So I'm thinking about it as a goof taking it to air cap. Have him sign it. B. Claymore sign it. Nice. Because <laughs> it's lettered. But I mean, it's, it's just kind of straightforward and simple. I mean, it's progressing. So I know that uh, Wesley Dodds is the golden age Sandman. And I do believe that he eventually marries and gets with the Diane character who is the... Wonder character that they're like the um, <laughs> ding, ding. yeah, and I think they're slowly going to that because I think at the, towards the last issue they were starting to like go out on dates and things. Does like he that. tie her up with a golden rope or anything? No, no, no. But I mean, masks. Or... There was the the face was like a, it was dealt with. It's it dealt with like the um, Asian. It had a you know an Asian gang in it type of thing. But these are in these are set in New York, not Golden, not uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. I think they're in New York. I don't know where the fuck they're at. I think they're. <laughs> and then the the second story arc was just another kind of gangster kind of thing. I mean, they're they're okay. I I really like the guy Davis, this John Watkiss guy. I don't know that he's done much. Did he do the whole arc? He did the four, and then I don't know who did the last. The last four that I read, The Brute, is called this, the next one. There's this really cool Guy Davis book called The Realm that he did. I know. I have one. I want to get Guy Davis to come to Aircap. You should. I know. Get Jim Lawson to come, too. Jim Lawson. He's like an 80s. Dude, I was like thinking, you know who would really be cool? I don't know. Dave Lapham? <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't come, but he Why not? Come. I don't know. Is he like a recluse, or is he just like... He's doing commissions. Again, oh, is he? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, I've been seeing him. Posted on cool. uh, one of the Facebook. I get him. And uh, he's got a lot of kids and a family. I don't know that he travels much. How old is he? Like our age. Mm-hmm. I'm saying he might be a little bit older. He's not our age, is he? Uh, he might be a little bit older. A little bit, but he's I mean, probably your age. He's probably your age because you're like old. Oh, Jesus. I thought he would be older. I think everybody's older than me because, like, most of them are comic book creators. I had an idea the other day of some issue. Because that would be weird if there's like twenty. It was like when I was 20, there were people like creating comic books other than Ron There was Lyman. somebody that thought, man, don't you get that guy? Yeah. I don't remember who There's a bunch of them. Was it Todd McFarlane? No. Jim Lee? No. It was somebody who might actually be attainable. Uh, Eric Larson's. No, somebody attainable. Hey, Eric Larson would be... I did think Jim Lawson would be cool, though. He is 51 years old. Wow. Yeah, it's easier. I thought he was older. Well, he started doing that Warriors of Plasma when he was like... 18, 19. I mean, yeah. he was like, I'm not Harbinger. Started doing that. Harbinger. And you were in, you were graduate high school at that point, weren't you? When Valiant was hitting? I'm 50 and he's 51, so. Well, I mean, I don't know exactly what age he was when he started doing it, but I think he was pretty young. I was probably in high school. I, I don't think we really even started, we, uh, what, 84, 13, 13, 14, probably. Well, I think we when Valiant was going, I was driving, so you must have been in college. Yeah, it's possible. Because I remember driving to get issue four off of that D&D comics or was D&D? D&D? Yeah. I paid like 30 bucks for it and I'm like yeah. paying 30 bucks for it number four but that's I need I it for my, my collection. That's where I got my Amazing Spider-Man 129. Oh, you have place. Amazing Spider-Man 129? Yeah. Bought it from that place. Why don't you get that thing graded? You know how much it would cost to get that thing graded? No. Probably a lot. Why don't you get it graded? So I don't want to get it graded because I don't have that kind of money. Uh, but it's worth it more than that. 
I don't know what it would grade at. I bet it would grade at like maybe a six, eight, seven, maybe. It's pretty good. Not great. I know. Cool. Same in Mystery Theater. Still yeah. digging it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I read this book twice. Okay. Why? It's pretty short. <laughs> okay. Hey, this wow. book was short. I'll read it twice. So, and I wasn't hundred percent that I sure that I got it. Got it. And so I, I read, art, read it. The art looks I understand really cool. That, uh, the art, art is super cool. cool. So he lives in Cincinnati. Uh, who does? David Lapham. Well, he does. That's what this says. I thought he was in like Arizona or Southwest somewhere. Is his wife Lynn? No. Oh, well, then maybe that's wrong. I don't think so. Okay. I think it's Laura or something. She writes the books with him. Laura Martin. Laura Lapham. No, Laura Martin's not. Laura Martin's not. No, it's Laura Lapham. I don't know. Maybe it's not Laura. I don't know, dude. Alright, so throughout this book, there's these cool battle scenes. Yeah. And then you'll have, like, the story, and then there'll be another battle scene. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, that's cool. There's a bunch of black pages in there. There are. They signify stuff. But anyway. So. So the story, <laughs> it starts with this lady and her son. They're sitting at, like, this grave, and there's, like, a sword sitting, sitting in there. And she's like, yeah, that's your dad's sword. And the kid's like, whatever. These are, like, Viking ladies, but they're shield maidens because all the Vikings have left, and they don't think the Vikings are coming back. So people come, keep coming trying to raid their village because it's just women. Well, these women are badasses, and they keep driving people away. Like Wonder Woman? Kind of, yeah. And so then eventually... Anybody time up with the last one? Well, eventually they send a couple people. This this kind of like black magic wizard guy sends a couple people. And they capture them and they, they you know, subdue them. And then they decide they're going to go kill this wizard guy. So they put him on the boat and they go after him because he launched people at their village. And so they kill all his people and they kill the wizard too. Well, then the wizard guy starts coming back and he's like haunting them. It's like a ghost. And he's, like, going around the town, like, killing their livestock and haunting everybody and whatever. So then she's like, screw this. She's, like, the leader of the town. She's like, I'm going to kill the ghost. So she takes her sword and she goes and she, you know, whacks at him and, like, because he made an appearance and her sword goes through him. And then uh, she stabs him and then he disappears and it turns out behind him was her son. So she stabbed her son and killed him. So she's pretty pissed. And sad or whatever. So then she grabs the sword that was at the beginning of the book and she goes and finds these Vikings that are out, like camped outside town. She's freaking. That's what these battle scenes are throughout the book is her just tearing these guys apart. And she kills all these guys, but then she also dies. And you're like, okay. So she went, she killed her son, she got mad, she went and killed these guys. She killed all these guys outside town, but then she also died. Well, then at the end, they showed the ghost guy and then they show her appearing. As a ghost coming after this guy, because since she couldn't kill him as a human, she went and died, became a ghost, so she can come kicking this guy's ass. Nice. <laughs> so anyway, the way it's told is pretty cool, and it's got like, like it kind of jumps around in time. So it was a pretty short read. So I went back, and I kind of just read it again real quick to make sure I caught everything. And so it was it was decent. I mean, it's good. The second time I really liked it. What's cool about this book? It's like more like a trade paperback, right? And it's like oversized. Yeah. It's only like seven ninety nine. Nice. So I mean, hell, this is a pretty good value. I mean, it's like sixty pages, and it's oversized. And it's on really nice paper. Eight bucks. That's what Marvel charges for like a, you know, anniversary comic or something. No, it's like ten now. 
Yeah, exactly. It's even more. So anyway, nice. eternal. It's pretty good. I was happy with this purchase. It uh, turned out pretty well. Mm. But this was uh, Eternal by Zawadzadzki, Lindsay, and Kniff, and it's by Black Mask Comics. Really cool cover, too. It's very minimalistic. I like it. Anyway. Cool. It's Eternal. I read pit number one. There's really not anything to talk about. Dig Bite. But Dig Bite. It's an image book. Yeah. It's images. The yeah. images are cool. I was going like to say, Dale Keown's art it's pretty. is awesome. <laughs> and it's like Terminator. It's like a biker game. I reread the first trade, couple Pit. trades of Pit recently. Yeah. Well, I, not recently, but I finally finished, finished run. my run, so I wanted to sit down and read them. Yeah. And They're I pretty. Uh, to number one. There's not much story there. Does Keown okay. do all of the artwork yeah. on all the mm -hmm. issues? That's where they came out about once a year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're making a million dollars, you know, per issue, you sure. can take a year to do one. Yeah, totally. But uh, anyway, it it was it was what I expected. It was fine. Like there is a story. Like he's an alien. He's on Earth or whatever. And then these other three aliens come and they're like looking for him. I guess. Do you ever remember that movie uh, gang? from the eighties called Critters? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kind of reminds me of Critters a little bit, but a little more crazy. Yeah. What made you decide to read that one? Just because he you finally finished his run. And no, I finally got oh, all of them. I got all of them. Actually, so how far did it actually go? It's like 20-some issues. Was it really? Okay. And there's a couple... There's like a spinoff, too, isn't there? Like Pit there was, the Blood and I was gonna Pit buy, Crew. Yeah, Pit Crew. I was going to buy that, too. Those aren't drawn by him. It's not drawn by him. Yeah. And he wanted a ridiculous amount of money for him. So yeah. I was like, nope. I'll pass. Because yeah. I had to pay... To pay a pretty penny for like the last couple. I thought I heard something that he was gonna do like a Kickstarter and finally collect those or yeah. would like a collected version of them. That would be cool. But yeah, I was gonna bind those, but then I couldn't find them for decent prices. And then I yeah, got I, so expensive, I was like, man, I don't know if I should buy these. I think I probably paid 20 bucks for the last issue. Yeah. And probably close to that for like the last couple. Yeah. They're just expensive. because they're hard to find and yeah, those they're last... expensive. And they took for I remember like I was out. was at Planet, it might have been two or three years ago. And you know, I'm not, I'm digging around through boxes, trying to get quarter boxes and dollar boxes and shit, trying to fill in runs and I saw the final issue of Pit and the dude had it on the wall and it was like forty bucks. Yeah. And I laughed at it. I was like, forty bucks for Pit twenty and the dude's like, That's what they go for. He's like, Good luck finding it. <laughs> And it took me three years to find another one, <laughs> and I still paid like twenty or twenty five. Hey, you saved twenty it. bucks. I did, but uh, anyway, yeah. Oh shit! I just dropped that. Well, number one is not worth that. Working. Dented the shit. It's got a stress on it now. <sighs> Too bad there was only like what another two million. Hey, when they make a pit movie, those things are gonna be worth billions. Not that billions. one. No, maybe number no. twenty. But not that one. No, yeah. number one will be worth. That one will be worth. Nobody oh, has yeah. those anymore. Nobody what? Has those anymore. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm hey, done trying to predict what's going to be worth money. For, I'm waiting for profit to shoot up. Like, did you sell your? Uh, did like you sell first. your Ahsoka or your Ahsoka appearance yet, or whatever it was? Don't oh, you Clone have? Wars. Oh, uh -uh. Mm. I did. I, w I was toying with getting that graded, but it's going to take me a year to get it graded. Where am I gonna sell it? Like on eBay? I Did guess? you bring some comics to grade? Like, I thought you were gonna yeah, go dude, through. Dude, I don't have fucking time. Cause you Comic Con. Maybe I have Comic Con all the time. Yeah. All right. Exactly. I have some ideas. November thirteenth and fourteenth. 
Nice. Set up on have the 12th. Have we announced that on this yeah. podcast yet? See, so Chris Barnum, Kyle Strong, Baltimore Re- Revis. He's, I think he's, he's drawn like a Robin book for like DC or something. He's Robins. Yeah, he's pretty. He's up and coming. He's a pretty cool dude. He's, he's a cool a, dude. He's he's like popular. I think I might get him on the podcast next. People time. should people should come to. Let's see if he Kansas wants to come do an interview. To go to Air Capital Comic Con so they can beat Baltimore. They should. There won't be any lines. Do you think David Latham's in Phoenix? I believe he is in Phoenix. As I was say, that's what it kind of leads me to believe off his Twitter. How old is that, David Lapham? Uh, it, it is him. I mean, 51. So. Uh, that's him. He's got his heart on the Twitter. Uh, yeah, I think he's in... I said Southwest, so yeah. Phoenix. You could get Baltimore Reeves' autograph. You wouldn't have to pay for it. And you won't even have to wait in line, I bet. I bet not. I read Redemption, Volume 1, by Krista Faust... Mike Diodato Jr. and Lee Loffridge. I think I tried to buy that book and they didn't send it to me and they refunded me money. That's why I just buy trades anymore. No, that trade. Oh, that's weird. Because I bought it from in-stock trades. Oh, no, I didn't. I I pre-ordered it. That AWA? Yeah. On the place that I buy my comic books from? You can't find those books. Like, it's not... You know how, like, they list Mm -hmm. the... And then you go in? It's, like, not listed... And then, like, you try to search the title of the book, and you can't find it. It's kind of weird. Because didn't uh, Frank Cho was doing a book through them? Maybe. He is. Okay. And I titled, I punched in the title, and I couldn't find it. Hmm. It didn't come up. Weird. So I said, all right, cool. I guess I don't need Frank Cho's new book. Guess you don't need AWA books. Fucking find it. Yeah. True that. True that. So... This was this is a post apocalyptic western. Wow. Ooh, so it's original. like it's like Mad Max but a western. So it starts out this girl's like getting like a she's like the town doctor but she's getting like a town whipping cuz she f- performed like an abortion and their town's like very so uh, conservative religious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then apparently the town is also building a wall around the town to oh, keep everybody it out. Is in Texas. <laughs> exactly. And so her daughter, there's someone outside of town who used to know her mom who's called the Butcher. And her daughter's going to go find the Butcher and have her come back in town and take, take out these bad guys. Because her mom's now in jail and is getting ready to be hung in like five days or something. They're going to hang her. So she goes out of town. Of course, the people chase her, the police from the town. But, of course, she runs to the Butcher and the Butcher like boom, 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 takes them all out like, you know. This butcher is some badass chick with like guns and she can like shoot anybody. And she's like Clint Eastwood and unforgiven. She's badass. Well, the butcher, of course, is your like, I don't want to get involved. I'm not that person anymore. You know, she's your reluctant type of badass like hero. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so she says she's not going to do it. But then the, the, she's like, well, will you train or will you show me how to hire somebody? So they go to some bar outside of town and try and hire someone. Well, then. She tr- they, they pay everybody in water. So she's like, I'll give you like 100 gallons of water or something. Oh, well, I'll Jesus, do it. Jesus, that's a lot and then, of water. And then they try, but then the person they're trying to hire then double crosses them and tries to take their water without doing the job. So then the butcher lady has to like kill those people, you know, as a badass again and then save her again. But the butcher's like, still, I'm not going to help you. So then she's like, well, will you train me? So then she teaches this daughter lady how to like train and shoot and all this stuff. And 
it's kind of like a steampunk. Like, you know, people have, like, bionic arms and hands and stuff or whatever. Mm. Well, there's, like, a whole backstory with the butcher. Like, there's some lady that she used to run with as, like, a criminal, and she double-crossed her. So then they get that lady into the town to, like, take her out, and then the butcher finally comes, and yeah, go ahead. Did it take this long to read the book? Yeah. Because this... It's just going on for Sorry. Ever. Anyway, you get the idea. Wow. It's like it's like a Western. <laughs> you did you know, a dawn <laughs> review here. I'm sorry. I was trying to do a detailed review, but and yeah, I did a really <laughs> But did. the art is by Mike Diodato Jr. He does a really nice job. I really enjoyed his. Like I didn't like his stuff in uh, Resistance that much, but this is more like your classic Diodato Jr. type stuff. It does look. Cool. And he makes a comment somewhere. He's like, "Yeah, I tried to go with a more kind of." Standard like layouts. I didn't try to do anything crazy like I did on like the resistance and some other book he's doing. I'm like, well, that's cool. I really liked it. I thought it was really well done. Cool. I mean, it's a very simple kind of Pretty uh, self-contained. Self-contained. Goals. I mean, it, it only... says volume one, but it, the story ends. So I don't know. If, I mean, I'm sure they could do they more. They could do more of that same world, though, right? And it turns out that the butcher and the doctor who went, who's being hung or whatever, they were former lovers. So there's like a lesbian kind of slant to it, you know. So, oh, wow. yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of trying to... I can, that's not on the front page of right? the New York Times. So, it's trying to be, like, kind of progressive <laughs> at the same time, which I feel like it's trying to be, like, AWA progressive, but I'm like, I've already seen Godless. I mean, it was very similar. I mean, there were lesbians in Godless, and it was women. I mean, so I, I feel like they're acting like they're blazing the trail. I'm like, ah, it's been done, but whatever. But the art's really cool. The story is pretty basic, but, I mean, it's your typical Western story. I mean... It doesn't really break any new ground other than the fact that the characters are lesbians and it's post-apocalyptic or whatever. But even that's not really steampunkish. Talk about blazing a trail. Did you hear that they're going to do a History of the World Part 2? It's going to be a I TV did see series? that. And when I looked that up, you know what I realized? There was a sequel to Spaceballs. An animated series that they did like little shorts of, like nine of them. That's like Spaceballs. And I'm like, there was a... What? Where? When? I don't know, it came out in like 2006 or something, a Spaceballs animated series. I'm like, huh. how did I not know about this? Yeah. Who owns that? That would be which uh, production company? Spaceballs animated series? Yeah. Was that a Fox? Was that well, a... I thought they said it was on like G, what, that G network, the gaming network or whatever, I think, where they put. Game where they... Show Network? Oh. No, the game. Oh, G4? Yeah, G4 I think it was on network. there back in like the 2000s. Huh. I didn't even remember hearing about it. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think you can buy, get it on like you can rent it or whatever on Vudu or oh. on Apple. iTunes I was just watching on YouTube for free. You know, I think the art in this is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, it's Mike Dodato. I like his yeah, stuff a lot. He, his He's stuff really, good. really good. Maybe yeah. I should get him to come there. It's, it's, it's a good go. book. He's in like Brazil or somewhere. Does he live out? Of, is he out of country? He's Venezuela, somewhere weird, like in huh. South America. I think. I didn't know that. Hmm. Dude, he's probably like a gazillionaire there with all his Marvel and, and comic Well, he money. stopped doing Marvel stuff, but now he's doing indie stuff. But yeah, creator own. Hmm. I think he works digitally. Let's get to the good shit. Scout. Holy shit. I only read the first five issues. So did I. Scott read both trades, so he's, well, he's he set up for next, next time. time. I read the, that whole book because because you didn't know where because you can't stop. count because I because you get caught up in the story and you just keep reading. That's not and the even story though there's I heard. and even though there's these stops <laughs> in it, it's not like they fucking number the damn covers. You know when you get to the the spots. You know where there's a where, where there's a break. You know type thing. I told you I'd put a bookmark in there for you. Look at that. So there's so a break. This is over. where the arc ended, right? I believe so. Okay, but you can't even tell. 
Because there's no damn number on the next one. <laughs> I counted. I knew. Right. I looked up, and the I first trade too. was five issues. Yeah, that's and what so, I should have done at so the first I part. Said, was I probably was like, should oh, have yeah, just okay, looked through right. there and counted the five of them before yeah. I started reading. So that's reading. his mom, right? Instead, yes. Okay. Instead, I just started reading, thinking I'll remember where I'm at, and then the next I thing did I want, know, I, to I didn't. Be fair, I did. After seeing this cool cliffhanger, I did want to keep reading. Yeah, I did. But I restrained myself. I restrained myself too. But that's okay, because Scott needs to read it. I read it like a month ago right. to give it to you guys to read. I hear you. I hear you. All right. So, Scout. Somebody, how are we somebody do this? Bark this is by Jason Era and Arm Guerrera. <laughs> I will say, I don't know where Arm Guerrera came from or how Jason Aaron found him, but he is a lucky motherfucker that he uh -huh. found him because he freaking makes this book. His art is amazing, and the story is cool. But if you didn't have Arm Guerra doing that, I don't think it'd be near as good. It wouldn't be near as good. It would still be cool, though. It would. It is a cool story. I don't know. It kind of reminds me a bit of, uh, is it, uh, golly, who was 100 Bullets? Russo or something? Like yeah, Russo. A little bit of Russo. Yeah, it, it I can reminds see that. me of But it's like, it's like a dirty, scratchy Russo. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a raw Russo. Oh, he's a perfect artist for it. But the story's oh, yeah. strong enough, I think it would have been cool. It is cool very strong. It would have been cool. did it. All right, well, so yeah. Rissa sells it. So it's uh, what's his dash show? Since Scott hasn't been able to talk about much, let him talk. No, no, that's do okay. it. Go no, 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 you do it perfect. Dash show bad horse. Well, shit, I read it like three weeks ago. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you've read it before. So, well, the basic setup is is that they're, you know, at well, it starts off with the main character Dash or Dash show bad horse. Bad horse. There you go. Yeah, where he's getting. He looks like he's picking up on fights, you know, or trying to pick a fight, you know, with different things. But, you know, that's all part of the greater story. Because really what this is, is it's basically life on an Indian reservation where they have jack shit for money. Corruption is just all over the place. And at the, the big scheme of things, the guy who kind of runs the town is looking to build a casino where he can just basically make even more money and just really basically own the fucking town and everybody that's in it. And so, you know, along she with that, from? though... Well, yeah, there you go. I think it's Red Crow. But yep, Red you, Crow. you tend to find out, you know, there's all, you know, being this, this reservation, smaller, you know, community, things of this nature, everybody's tied together almost in one way or another. You know, you got Bad Horse, you got his mom, who's basically against the casino, you know, you got uh, Red Crow, who's kind of just taking all over things. Then you got find out that the FBI is kind of involved because they don't trust what the hell... Red Crow's doing, and they think that he murdered people in the past, in particular FBI agents, you know, and then they, you find out the FBI has people that are undercover, not just one, because you find out one of them pretty early on, but then you find out that there's another, you know, type thing, so there's all sorts of little double-crossing going on, and, and uh, nice little twists and turns. I mean, to your point, almost every freaking issue leads on, leads on this almost little cliffhanger. It's like almost doing the, the whole, what Why would you say... Thing? Uh, a little bit of Why the Last Man. Yeah, well, actually, Why did it the whole time? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, doing that Why the Last Walking Man. I was, Dead. I was trying to think more in line of maybe The Walking Dead or some of those TV shows, you know, that they used to do, like of uh, maybe back when Battlestar was on during the day, Lost. you know, type things. Lost would do a lot of that, you know, and stuff like that. Whereas, like, oh, my God, really? You're going to leave it there for us to wait a week? You know, or whatever else. Yeah. So... You had to wait a month. A month for this. So oh. Dash Show... Was that a nice little sl slim down of yeah. at least the I, the first general type things? 
Go ahead and fill in the blanks. Oh, yeah. So Dashiell rolls into town, and he gets hired by Red Crow to be a cop, right? Well, he does, but, you know, that's why he was picking fights. Yeah. He was finding a way to to get to talk to Red Crow. Correct. And turns out the big reveal in the first issue is... Is it the end of the first issue? Mm, I think so. I think you yeah. find out. Dashiell's an undercover FBI, right? Find yes. out that bad horse is the undercover FBI agent who's been sent in to take down Red Crow. And, because... it, and then they get into the backstory. I mean, he basically runs around town for a while. It turns out that Red Crow and Dashiell's mom used to like be like revolutionaries, you know, fighting the man, all that stuff. And then Red Crow went capitalist, and his mom is still fighting the good fight or whatever. Yeah. And, but he doesn't talk to his mom. And then he's got an old girlfriend in town who's Well, married. he doesn't talk to his mom because his mom, you know, got in some trouble there because of her revolutionary ways. And so, and his dad died, I believe, right? Uh, or, he, or at least she was, or at least whoever she was married to, you know, or whatever type right. of thing. And so he got sent away. And so he decided that he was, you know, all sorts of pissed at his mom because of that. Yeah. And so he basically just kicked ass and found ways to... You know, to to excel and pretty much used his anger, you know, a lot of ways at his mom and the life that he came from to to fuel his desire to to uh, you know basically work in law enforcement type yeah. of type of positions. And then it turns out his girlfriend still in t- his old girlfriend is town and she's married and he saw yeah. a, a thing for her. But she is. Daughter. And that's Red Crow's daughter. Yeah, and she's and coked she's... out of her mind. She sleeps so around. So there's all this. She's a. There's all these intertwining things. Like Red Crow and the and, and his mom have a history, and then Red Crow's daughter and Dashiell have a history, and and then they get into the FBI agent who he's working with actually has, has a, a history, history with Red Crow and his mom. Yep. Because back twenty years ago or whatever, they killed FBI agents who this guy knew, and he tried to get them prosecute them and they got off and so he's got a grudge against them so he's using dash shield to get red crow and his mom who he has this history so there's all this like history like that they all lay out in like the first five issues of Uh this intertwined web of like intrigue and just people with issues and then the cliffhanger at after the first arc the five issues or whatever is they find his mom is like leaving town she was leaving town because of the fact that the guy who took the fall for him for those FBI agents oh, right. was in jail, and yeah. and I think he, you know, um, I why was she going up there? Something about the anniversary or something like this. Yeah, and, and she she felt the need to go up there and visit him. She gets up there. She does visit. Was him. it like his last op- well, not, not for parole or something? I think that might have been like his last that. appeal or something. Yeah. And so not in the first five issues. Well, but you okay? So you don't find that on the first five issues that no. she made there. So yeah, no, he, because the fifth issue ends with her. Okay, her dad on the side of her Okay, that's where I get a little blurred there. But uh, yeah, she's actually on her way home from visiting that, and, uh, and that's when uh, sometime that happened. Yeah, gotcha. and apparently there's one good cop on the force called Falls Down. Yes. <laughs> Who damn near? Okay, did that happen? Damn near get killed by the yeah, because Red Crow people. Because Red Crow sends Dashiel and falls down to like this place, and these are like an Red Crow's stage like an ambush, ambush for, for them. them. Yeah, yeah. Of a bunch of goofy guys that. Uh, I guess my only criticism of the writing is that it seemed like those first five issues could have been a little tighter. Like, I mean, there's a lot really? of just meandering around. 
where Dash Shields just run around town hmm. watching the girl and getting well, into little scuffles and it's like I don't it, know. it adds to it though it adds because some it's it's building up to what finally happens with him that he's not over her or Correct. he wants her. Yeah. And I mean he is trying to build his rep with Red Crow because Red Crow doesn't know if he can trust him. Yeah, but and if he, he still yeah. doesn't know that he can trust him. And I mean, it, I don't know. I didn't think anything meandered in it. I mean, it yeah. went pretty fast. It was fast, pretty tight, but yeah. There wasn't a lot of. There wasn't a lot of extra. It was so I funny. I don't think so either. It, yeah. it was so funny reading Watchmen for the last, you know, how many, 12 weeks or whatever. I guess actually 24 weeks or whatever because we were in an issue every two weeks. And then reading this. Oh my God! How denser. I mean, issue reading five issues of this is like reading one issue of Watchmen. Yeah. Because Watchmen is so dense and so much in there, and you read this, and it's like the new style of writing where it's decompressed and everything just kind of, yeah. you know, spreads well, out. Well, more of that cinematic feel, yeah, you know, exactly. in some ways, you know, and stuff. So, but it was interesting. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was really good. I did too. I do. I, I did. You know, I don't know that I've ever actually read the entire series. Really? What? For sure. Yeah. I'm sure you did. Did I? And I just forgot it. Why? Well, I, I cannot maybe. tell you how the hell. As I'm reading through, and I, I'm remembering certain points, but I could not tell you how the hell this damn thing ends. I don't Whereas know. at least today, not I could well. I, I could tell you hundred bullets. You know, I know I remember oh, the gist yeah. of how I it ended. You know, uh, and some others. You know, but this one, it surprises me that I cannot remember the ending because I remember reading these early chunks. You know, and, and yeah. really liking it. Maybe, but, maybe uh, you didn't. But it's possible I did. It's possible so you need I this did, back to read the second whatever. one, right? Yeah. And I have the second trade. You've, you've already read it. He's already I ready. have. So we can. Yep. Cool. All right, I'm tired. What? All right. You act like Sounds you good. like work. I do. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.